from world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more. Wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you are not alone. Support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through friendly people at churchescare.com. At churchescare.com, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Churchescare.com helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S-Care.com. We look forward to serving you. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar. Text the word grade to 323232 right now. Hooked on Phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day. For more than 30 years, Hooked on Phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use. Text grade to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed. Text grade to 323232 right now and get started for just one dollar. Text grade to 323232 now. Text grade to 323232. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome everyone to Too Good To Be True, and of course, thank you to all the listeners. Are you ready for a revealing show about haunted dolls? Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject and then research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. The psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show. Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research in the Psychic Insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the Psychic Insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. 
Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may have, may have already been covered many other times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names. We apologize. And neither of us have expertise in investigating hauntings or haunted objects. If we misstate anything, we apologize. So why did you choose the subject of haunted dolls? It seems a bit creepy. Uh, Annabelle and Robert are probably the most famous haunted dolls. Both have had movies based on them. Animal keeps her name while the movie character Chucky was inspired by Robert. I think there have been two Annabelle movies and seven Chucky movies. Along with the movies, owning haunted dolls seems to have become very popular. I think you're correct regarding popularity of owning haunted dolls. I started looking around for background information on haunted dolls and found that National Public Radio, NPR, in the United States had broadcast a news article on the subject from March the 15th, 2015. What did the article have to say? The headline from the article is, Haunted dolls are a thing and they are not cheap either. Apparently there are a lot of well-known internet marketing sites that sell them. The article talks about people's experiences, including paying over $1,000 for a haunted doll. That does not appear to be out of the ordinary. Other sources indicate that paying up to $1,500 is typical. Before we talk about Annabelle and Robert and other infamous dolls, why don't you mention the history of haunted dolls? I think we need to only include dolls that are intended for, as toys for children. There are objects like voodoo dolls, but I think that effigies with spells put on them to victimize people is an entirely different subject. The history of dolls as toys starts in Germany in the 15th century. Mass production dolls from materials such as porcelain or plastic was from the 20th century. So the alleged haunted doll stories we're going to talk about are generally over the last hundred years. I will start with the story of Annabelle. The doll is a raggedy Ann doll with button eyes and floppy red yarn hair. The doll is now in Ed and Lorraine Warren's Occult Museum in Monroe, Connecticut. Here's a quote from U.S. Today from August 17th of this year, and I quote, Annabelle began her reign of terror in 1970 after being purchased in a hobby shop by a mother as a gift for her daughter. The weirdness allegedly went down right away, from Annabelle levitating to brutal attacks, even the attempted strangulation of a family friend. The Warrens were called to investigate and diagnose the doll as inhuman demonic spirit. Ed drove Annabelle to the museum for safekeeping, but claimed the doll willed the car's brakes and steering to fail repeatedly. He threw holy water on his backseat passenger to stop the meddling. At the museum, Annabelle is kept in a glass box secured with ritualistic prayers. We have a priest come in and bless the museum, including Annabelle, says Lorraine, whose husband died in 2006. These are the prayers that bind the evil, much like an electric fence for a dog, end quote. Later in the article, there's an alleged event when the doll was not treated with respect, and I quote, Decades ago, a youthful visitor banged on Annabelle's enclosure, mocking her until Ed kicked him out, Lorraine says. The offender and his girlfriend rode off on his motorcycle. What happened next has no factual documentation. She told us that they were both laughing and joking about the doll when the young man lost control of the bike and crashed head on into a tree, Lorraine claims, end quote. Is there more to the story of Annabelle, although it is uh, creepy enough already? Yes, apparently a psychic medium had told the doll's owner, 
who had donated the doll to the museum, that the doll was inhabited by a spirit of a dead girl named Annabelle Higgins. There is a sign on Annabelle's case stating, warning, positively do not open. I suppose you want to talk, want me to talk about Robert, uh, another doll with quite a reputation, also now residing in a museum. Um, I'll start a quote from the website Atlas Obscura, but we'll probably have to end before the break. Uh, Robert is 111 years old and lives at the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Before that, he was a property of Robert Eugene Otto, an eccentric artist, a member of, the, of a prominent Key West family. Yes, the doll and his owner had the same name, but the boy answered to Jean. Robert Dad, was it looks like we'll have to continue about Robert after this short break. And to all the listeners out there, don't forget to like our Facebook page. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Is it science or is it magic? Once a magical thing has been scientifically proven, is it no longer magic? Or is magic simply the science of tomorrow? Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, on The Science of Magic, a syndicated radio program dedicated to combining the science and magic of today's dynamic and controversial topics to co-create new solutions. 
by triangulating information from today's leading experts from the scientific and magical fields, we uncover expansive and evolutionary truths you won't find anywhere else. Join us daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview the shared thoughts with the amazing guests from both science and magic. The resulting knowledge is unprecedented. As a gift to you, the listener, past episodes can be accessed on our website free of charge at thescienceofmagic.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we talked about Annabelle and transitioned into talking about Robert. So, Dad, you were in the middle of a quote. So can you please continue this quote? Yes, thanks, Justina. I'll continue. Robert was a childhood birthday gift from Otto's grandfather who brought the doll uh, during a trip to Germany. Otto's relationship with the doll continued into adulthood. What people really remember is what they would probably term as an unhealthy relationship with the doll, says Cory Conventito, curator of the museum and Robert's caretaker. He bought it everywhere. He talked about it in the first person as if it weren't a doll. He was Robert, as if as in he is a living entity, unquote. You didn't mention what Robert looks like. From the website... Encyclopedia of the Impossible, I'll quote. Quote, he is dressed in a sailor suit and he carries a small stuffed lion. He measures three foot four inches. Contrary to popular belief, his hair is not made of human hair. Rather, it is a synthetic material resembling wool. Unquote. Three foot four inches is about a meter. Robert doesn't sound that bad. What other information is there? There's no shortage of information on Robert. I'll quote from the Huffington Post website. Quote, as a child, Eugene often blamed the doll for accidents and other misbehavior. Eugene's parents and visitors to the Alto household reported hearing Eugene talking with the dolls, with the doll rather, with another unrecognizable voice answered. Eugene's other toys were found mutilated or destroyed, acts he inevitably attributed to Robert. Neighbors, especially children, claimed to see the doll peering out from different windows in the, of the house. There's even a story that an ant convinced Eugene's parents to get rid of the doll. The doll was then moved into the ant's attic. Soon thereafter, the woman was found dead of a stroke. In spite of these sinister occurrences, Eugene retained ownership of the doll well into adulthood. Some say that Eugene even dedicated a room in his house to the figurine, which he decorated like a charged room 
and filled with furniture and toys from Eugene's youth. Eugene Otto passed away in 1974, by which point his colourful painted home had become a local attraction known as the Artist's House. Despite Eugene's passing, however, Robert the dog continued to haunt the property. Tenants in the house heard footsteps and giggling in the attic room where Robert was kept. According to the Key West Art and Historical Society, a plumber once turned around to find that the doll had moved across the room on its own. A reporter named Malcolm Ross visited Robert and later claimed that the doll's expression changed in reaction to things that were said in, his in its presence. There was some kind of intelligence there. There's some kind of intelligence there, Ross said. The doll was listening to us, unquote. How did Robert end up in the Fort East Martello Museum? Myrtle Reuter purchased the artist's house in 1974 following Eugene Otto's death. She kept Robert in her possession even after moving to another house. Myrtle Reuter uh, donated Robert to the museum in 1994. She believed that Robert was haunted. What happened after Robert uh, what happened after Robert arrived at the museum? I'll quote from the Huffington Post article, quote, museum staff noticed a significant change in atmosphere soon after Robert went on display. Visitors complained that handheld cameras and electronic devices stopped working whenever they stood near the doll. Their devices became, began start start working as soon as they moved away from Robert's display case. Area still letters arrived at the museum that were addressed to Robert. The letters were from previous visitors apologizing for acting rudely to the doll and begging for, for, for forgiveness. What exactly happened to these visitors that prompted such a plea? The circumstances remain a mystery. Nevertheless, letters continue to arrive at the museum where Robert remains on exhibit to this day. In fact, the staff of the Fort East Martello Museum recommends that the patrons behave respectfully while in the doll's presence. They even suggest politely introducing yourself just to be on the safe side, unquote. Robert is locked up in a glass cell. Apparently, when he first arrived, he wasn't locked up, but that changed after the museum had been ransacked. Changing the subject, which haunted doll are you going to talk about next? I am going to talk about Mandy. The story goes that a baby would be heard crying in a cellar in the middle of the night. When the lady of the house would investigate, the cellar window would be open and the doll would be on the cellar floor. When this began to happen more often, the doll was donated to a museum, with a mother saying that she didn't want her young daughter to cause further damage to the doll. The doll apparently belonged to Lisa's grandmother and has cracks in the forehead, giving Mandy a creepy look. The sound of a baby crying in the cellar didn't happen again after Mandy had left for her new home. Which museum has the doll? Mandy has been in the Quiznail and District Museum, located in British Columbia, Canada, since 1991. The doll is almost 120 years old. What does the doll get up to in the museum besides being a tourist attraction? Here's a quote from the website Seeks Ghost, and I quote, Once Mandy was displayed in the museum, strange things started to happen. Staff lunches began to disappear out of the refrigerator, only to be found later stuffed into various drawers around the building. Employees' personal items, such as photos, pens, and books, would disappear without a trace. At first, the museum displayed Mandy in a case near the entranceway, but several guests complained that they got a strange vibe from this doll, so Mandy was moved. This doll's cracked and broken face added to these negative feelings. Visitors often stated that she had a sinister smile. 
One legend states that she was placed in a case that contained other dolls. But when staff began to find these other dolls damaged, rumors spread it was Mandy. It seemed she was jealous. Mandy eventually was put in a corner in her own case, end quote. That sounds creepy enough, but I'm sure you have creepier stuff to tell about Mandy. Yes, I do. I will continue quoting from the website Seek, Seek Ghosts. And I quote, Other odd activity was reported. Visitors stated that their camera and phone batteries were drained while they stood near Mandy's glass case. Photos taken of Mandy sometimes would turn out, but in others, the photos were blurred. It appears Mandy is picky about who can take her picture. One female Patreon stated that her camera's light flickered constantly until she left the room that contained the doll. Other creepier reports include people noting the doll's eyes following them as they moved around the room and that just as they looked away from her case, they saw Mandy's eyes blink. Employees state Mandy, regardless of the case she's placed in, has mysteriously moved positions, end quote. I think it is now time to talk about Harold, who was purchased from an internet auction site in 2004. His owner, Ante Quinata, has written a book about Harold, who remains in Quinata's possession. The doll was made in the 1930s and is in poor condition. After checking out the doll with some paranormal research, he put the doll into storage for eight years. He wanted to use a psychic medium, but the doll was too infamous. Everyone had heard about Harold. Putting the doll away for years would give the opportunity for uh, untainted investigation. When did Harold get out of storage and what happened next? Here is a quote from the website Ghost Stories. In 2013, he pulled the doll out of storage and posted a picture of Harold online and was immediately met with stories. People became dizzy and got sudden headaches after simply looking at the photos. One person woke up in the middle of the night feeling as though Harold was staring at her from the shadows. After telling his story on Darkness Radio, he was put in touch with a production company for the Travel Channel's show Ghost Adventures. They wanted to bring Harold to the island of the Dolls, a remote island outside Mexico City in Mexico. Amply warned them to be careful of the doll because its left arm was nearly detached from the body. When filming, Zach Baggins, the lead investigator and host of the show, picked up the doll and later found three small bruises on his own left arm. They looked surprisingly like the fingerprints of a child. The host of the show brought the doll to a psychic medium near the island who confirmed that the doll was most definitely haunted. She felt there were multiple souls attached to the doll one of whom was a dangerous woman with a mental instability who would hurt anyone who got near the doll, unquote. Multiple spirits attached to a doll. That's a scary thought. But what is the island of the dolls outside of Mexico City? It's now a tourist attraction. Here's a quote from the website Atlas Obscura. Over 50 years ago, Don Julian Santana left his wife and child and moved onto an island on Tesjuilo Lake in the Suchem Milko canals. According to, to some, a young girl actually drowned in the lake, while most, most others, including his relatives, say Don Julian Santana, merely imagined a drowned girl. Regardless, Don Julian Santana, devo uh, devoting his life to honoring this lost soul in a unique, fascinating, and for some unnerving way, he collected and hung up dolls by the hundreds. Eventually, Don Julian transformed the entire island into a kind of bizarre, horrifying, doll-infested wonderland. 
Don Julio and Santana began collecting lost dolls from the canals and the trash near his island home. He is also said to have traded produce. He grew to, he grew to locals for more dolls. Santana did not clean up the dolls or attempt to fix them, but rather put them up with missing eyes and limbs, covered in dirt and generally in whatever shackle state he found them in. Even the dolls arrived in, even when dolls arrived in good shape, the wind and weather turned them into cracked and distorted versions of themselves. Don Julian also kept his cabin filled with the dolls, which he dressed in headdresses, sunglasses and other accoutrements. Despite the fact that most people found the isle frightening, Don Julian saw the dolls as beautiful protectors and he welcomed visitors, whom he would show around charging a small fee for taking photos. In 2001, Don Julian Sutana was found drowned in the same area in which he believed his little, the little girl had died, unquote. Before this episode, I had absolutely no idea that all this weirdness existed. What is the rest of Harold's story? The Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures episode about Harold was aired with lots of people con- contacting Anthony Quinata. After that, there was a whole series of unfortunate events that we don't have time to go through. But the major theory appears, appears to be that Harold is possessed by a demon. Being haunted and being possessed by a demon are probably two different things. I hope that the theory is wrong and that Harold is only manifesting the evil that people are projecting and believing that such an evil could exist. I wonder if there are any haunted dolls that have pleasant personalities we could do with a change of focus. I will talk about Pupa, spelled P-U-P-A. This doll doesn't appear to be associated with evil, just strange behavior. I will quote from the website Paranormal Guide. And I quote, Pupa the doll was made in the likeliness of her owner, a young girl in Italy in the 1920s. Pupa became the little girl's best friend and secret keeper until the end of her life in 2005. Since then, Pupa has been kept in a display cabinet, which she does not seem to like at all. What does Pupa look like? I will continue quoting from the same website. Pupa the doll is approximately 14 inches in height and is made mostly from felt or a felt-like fabric, and was made in the likeliness of the little girl who was to own her. 14 inches is about 36 centimeters. The doll's hair is human hair. The little girl claimed that Pupa was alive and helped her. They traveled throughout Europe together and experienced World War II together. The owner died in 2005, leaving behind her lifelong companion. The family put Pupa on display in a glass case. Well, that's an interesting story, not too creepy. So Pupa resides in, a, in the glass cabinet and everyone lives happily ever after. Well, not exactly, but we'll have to discuss more about that after the short break. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Nemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Nemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Ancient prophecies, legends, and current events indicate we're entering a high-frequency era supporting enlightenment. During expansive times, old rules fail, necessitating access to the ever-shifting currents of life for guidance. There's an ancient form of shamanism through which we can obtain the information we need. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School, with a great new provision for those interested in spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow is an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes designed to guide and support you and your family during these times of transition. Embrace the magic. Empower your life. Study Galactic Shamanism at findyourpathhome.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were talking about pupa. And, Dad, you were saying that it wasn't too creepy. But let's get into what the Paranormal Guide article says. And I quote, According to the family that keeps pupa under their care, the doll really does not like being confined. And they have had several interesting experiences that seem to verify this. At times, the glass cabinet is heard to tap, like something is trying to draw your attention. Soon after this, they began to notice that the doll has changed positions within the cabinet. Her arms will be in different positions, legs crossed or uncrossed. But most interesting of all is the subtle changes in expression they have noticed over the years. Items in the case with her are also moved around, sometimes haphazardly and other, at other times done with more purpose. One day, the glass cabinet looked to be quite filthy, so someone set to cleaning it. They opened it up exhaled warm air on the glass to fog it over to see the marks more clearly and they were shocked to find the words pupa hate written on the inside of the cabinet those who have investigated pupa said say that they have recorded the doll moving but the movements are so slow they essentially go undetected by the human eye but photos and videos taken over long duration and compared show these movements quite easily end quote so where can people go to see pupa in the glass cabinet well, the location of Pupa and the family who own the doll is secret. But let's change the subject again. You have a recent story about a haunted unnamed girl doll that was in the British press. Yeah, the same story was covered in several newspapers. Uh, the doll appeared on the British television show this morning and has apparently attacked two different uh, and has apparently attacked two different people by scratching them. I will quote from the London Daily Mail, dated August the 4th, 2017. Quote, Debbie Merrick's doll appeared on this morning after it attacked her husband. She sold it on an internet auction site, that's my paraphrasing, to Lee Steer from Rotherham, South Yorkshire for £886. But just two days after the doll arrived, it struck again, scratching Lee's father. Unquote. The quote continues mentioning that Lee Steer is a paranormal investigator. Quote, but just two days after the doll arrived at the 30-year-old paranormal investigator's home, where he lives with his parents, Paul and Amy Steer, it struck again. Lee's father, Paul, 54, discovered scratches on his arm, mimicking those supposedly inflicted on Debbie's partner that were thought to be the same size as a doll's hand. Lee said, my dad was downstairs in the morning. At this point, the doll was still packed away and he heard like a tapping noise on wood. He said it was a bit unusual. Later that day, he was watching a repeat of one of our live streams with the doll. I was doing a live stream upstairs in my room. Then he said to my mum, my arm's hurting. He lifted up his sleeve and he had six scratches on his arm. Uh, unquote. 866 pounds, the price of the doll is equivalent to about $1,150. Where did the doll come from originally? I will continue quoting from the Daily Mail. Lee, that's Lee Steer, said, 
we've done some research and found out it's from America and, uh, and that kind of doll was given to newly married couples. It's difficult to prove, but we have heard from one woman who claims she had sold the doll and that it had become from a house of a woman who had owned a thousand of these dolls. We can't find any record of that yet, and we don't know if it is one of the dolls, but it could explain why it doesn't like married men. We're planning to test it out on married couples. We've already had volunteers, unquote. The doll looks perfectly normal and certainly mass produced. I'm sure you could go to a lot of stores and buy one just like it. But I think it's time for the first question about Annabelle, the first doll we discussed. So I'll, uh, I'll ask the first question. What is so fascinating about haunted dolls that inspire movies and inspire people to spend large amounts of money to own them? Because it combines both the spiritual and physical worlds. So the dolls have a presence that usually is not found in dolls. And also it goes back to the children and childhood. So dolls are usually associated with children and are given to children as basically a buddy for them to have. However, when these dolls have other influences, they can become something much different than something a child should play with. And the other fascination, obviously, is that dolls should not physically be able to move, make noises, do strange things, but some dolls can, which fascinates a lot of people. Is it true that Annabelle could levitate and attack people? Yes. Could Annabelle cause Ed Warren's car's steering and brakes to fail? Yes. Did holy water and ritualistic prayers help curtail Annabelle's behavior? Yes, and not provoking the doll. Can Annabelle make accidents occur from those who disrespect her? Yes and no. So there are limits to what Annabelle is capable of. But yes, things can occur. Is Annabelle inhabited by the spirit of a dead girl named Annabelle Higgins? No. Is Annabelle an, in, an inhuman demonic spirit? Yes. Is there a way of removing the entity from the doll or doesn't it matter? Honestly, the negative force is actually better in the doll since it is contained. So as long as the doll is in the right hands and is protected by the proper means, it's actually safer. So it would not be a very good idea to actually release a negative force and to be able to cross negative force into something good. It would have to be released first. So the simple answer is no, the doll is better left alone. How did the entity get into the doll? There was a ritual performed. Changing the subject to Robert, was Robert possessed when he was given to Jean by his grandfather? Yes. So a ritual had been performed on the doll? Yes. The thing is, for a physical object to have some type of negative force on it, something had to have happened to it first. So a random doll, let's take a random Barbie doll, for example, is not just going to have some negative force in it. It would have had to have been around something very negative and have some type of ritualistic setting to be able to have a negative force on it. Why did Jean treat his doll Robert as if it were a living being? Because in a way the doll had a spiritual force in it, so the doll was more lifelike than most dolls are. Did Robert destroy Jean's other toys? Some of them, yes. Could Robert move around so that he could peer out of different windows? So the thing is, it is not really moving, as in walking across the room, but going from place to place, yes. Did one of Jean's aunts die of a stroke and did Robert have anything to do with it? 
Yes, and that was not because of Robert, no. It was natural causes. After Jean's death, did Robert move around the house? Yes. Did Robert have some kind of intelligence? So the problem with intelligence is it is usually associated with humans, but even small creatures such as insects have intelligence. So the answer would be yes, the doll did have intelligence. Robert did. Robert is still around. Does he still have intelligence? Yes. Could Robert change his expression? Yes. In the Fort East Martello Museum after Robert's arrival, did the atmosphere change? Yes. Can Robert influence the operation of electronic equipment from his glass cell in the museum? Yes. Can Robert cause unfortunate events to museum? Uh, can Robert cause an unfortunate events to occur to museum visitors if they don't respect him? So the thing with Robert, it is not a, as extreme as Annabelle. So unfortunate things can happen, but there also is a fear associated with the doll. So when people go and visit, they obviously should be respectful. But not every accident that occurred was because of Robert. What spirit or entity is inhabiting Robert? A not very positive one. I'm going to change the subject to Mandy. Is it true that Mandy made noises like a baby crying at night? Yes. How could Mandy move to the cellar? Because of what was inside Mandy. Could Mandy open the cellar window? Yes. Did Mandy cause trouble in the Quinell and District Museum by interfering with the staff, staff's lunches and possessions? Yes. Did Mandy damage other dolls out of jealousy for other reasons or for other reasons in the museum? Basically for attention too. Can Mandy affect museum visitors' camera equipment? Yes. What spirit or entity, if any, is inhabiting Mandy? So the spirit of Mandy is more of a trickster, so it does not have so much ill intent as some other dolls, but more of playing tricks and wanting attention. Changing subject to Harold, um, where did the doll called Harold originate before being owned by the person who sold the doll to Anthony Quinata on the Internet Ocean website? Basically, the doll did belong to someone at one time who was very into the spiritual world and experimenting with the spiritual world. Did the spirit show up in Harold by accident or was it by in or was it intended? Intended. Putting the doll in the storage seemed to prevent, prevent the doll from affecting people. What is the best way to prevent a haunted doll from affecting people? So one, the doll needs to be put into the proper trusting people. So when doll collectors or people search out for these dolls, they need to be in the right hands. Or one, they are put into some kind of containment or some type of crate or glass case or something that will contain them. Also, it's important to make sure that the energy around them is as positive as possible. So making sure that they are not somewhere that is already haunted or somewhere that's not very positive. And also, it is important to make sure to put up protection and just having positive energy and respect for the doll. So not harming the doll, not taunting it, not trying to encourage it for the behavior, but instead to basically leave it alone. What is the best way not to be affected by a haunted doll besides staying away from one? Staying away from them is best, but people are fascinated with haunted dolls. So if you do want to go visit a haunted doll, you need to make sure, one, you put a protection of the white light around yourself. 
and to bring in as much positive energy as possible and to treat the haunted doll with respect. So not taunting it, not yelling at it, not encouraging it. And if you do take photographs or anything like that, basically staying calm when weird things happen to the equipment or the technology. So if a person thinks positive around the doll, it acts positive, then they should be fine being around the doll. However, the thing is with haunted objects is that it's not the best thing to collect them or try to seek them out since you don't know what you're welcoming into your home. Did posting Harold's picture online affect people causing dizziness, nausea, or nightmares? So it wasn't the picture itself, but instead the energy surrounding the doll, and also the expectations that if someone says an object is haunted, people are going to be more scared and creeped out by it. So yes, some people, it did affect them, but it wasn't just the picture that affected them. Okay, changing the subject again to the next doll, which I believe was Harold. Where did the three bruises on Zach Baggins' arm come from? From a negative force. Is Harold haunted by multiple souls, including a dangerous woman with mental instability, as suggested by the medium? There's multiple different spirits. We wouldn't say souls, but multiple different spirits. And one of the spirits isn't very good is what can be said. Why was Don Julian Santana so affected by the island, later to be known as the Island of Dolls, leaving be, leaving his wife and child behind? Because some very scary events occurred there. Did a young girl drown near the island or did Don Julian imagine it? There were drownings near the island, yes. Where did Don Julian's wife... Uh, Were Don Julian's wife and child completely innocent of these events? Yes, they were not involved, but we'll have to continue the questions and the psychic insight after this short break. The Earth is under ever-increasing pressure from untenable lifestyles and growing populations. Yet, viable answers seem in short supply. What if I told you there's an ancient form that can empower you to take charge of your life? What if your entire family could be enfolded and supported by life itself, finding safe passage through challenging times? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Art School with Great News, an upcoming series of leading-edge online affordable classes based in an ancient form of shamanism easily learned and used by your entire family. Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow are a series of online adult and children's lessons instructing your entire family on natural law, how to cooperate with and be supported by the powers of the universe. Visit findyourpathhome.com to find these unique and powerful classes. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did 
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. Are you curious? Do you want to learn more about how the world works and have fun at the same time? Study coincidences with me, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on my Connecting with Coincidence radio show here on the XZBN network. Listen to Jungians theorize, statisticians randomize, true believers evangelize while I categorize. I dance to the rhythm of coincidences. People who experience me see more of them. Maybe something on the show matches a thought in your mind. Let us know. Expand your mind to the weirdness happening around you. Synchronicity spoken here, there, and everywhere. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence in your search engine and find my website, my social media sites, and my blog. truth. Historically, we viewed things as either being true or false. Now, as we enter a more expansive era, we find the question is not, is it true, but rather, how true is it? I'm Gwilda Wiecka, host of the Science of Magic Radio, a syndicated, internationally broadcast radio program dedicated to uncovering this ever-expanding truth. Join me daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, as I interview today's leading experts from the fields of science and magic, to uncover the hidden truth between the lines drawn in the sand. What we unearth in our discussions is not only amazing, but totally unprecedented. You won't want to miss a single episode. In service to our listeners, past episodes can always be found on our website with our compliments at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back to Too Good To Be True. And before the break, we are going through the questions and answering with the psychic insight. So dad, can you please continue on the questions? Yeah, we got the last question about Don Julian Santana. And the question is, did Don Julian die near where the young girl drowned? Not in the exact area, but close, yes. Now changing the subject to pupa, Is the story of Pupa true that the doll was made especially for her owner in her likeness? Yes. Is it unusual for a doll to be kept close for almost the entire life of the owner? Yes and no. It's strange behavior when it goes into adulthood to have the doll with a person at all moments. However, it is not too strange if adults are drawn to dolls since it does remind them of their childhood and happy memories. Does pupa have an issue in being confined to a glass cabinet? No. Did pupa put the words pupa hate on the inside of the cabinet? 
So there's more to that message, but yes. What did pupa use the why did pupa use the word hate? Just to express itself and to get more attention. Does pupa move around in her glass cabinet? Yes. What spirit what spirit or entity is inhabiting pupa? A ghost. So there was no particular ritual, uh, a ghost just happened to show up? Correct. Should people think about sending the ghost home or leaving it where it is? So the problem with this is that it would take a trained professional. So if a trained professional wants to go deal with the ghost, then that is advised. However, nobody should go there and try to send the ghost to the white light without the proper training. Changing the subject to the Lee Steer doll, where did the, where did the doll now owned by Lee Steer originate? So this doll was basically a child's doll at one point and then was involved in a more sinister situation. Can you say more about the sinister situation? That some very negative events occurred, including murder and other vile acts with the doll present. Does the doll attack males, scratching them? Yes. What spirit or entity is inhabiting the doll? A very, very unhappy ghost. What should be done to the doll to make it harmless? Again, it would take a trained professional, but helping this ghost. And just an explanation for the situation of what occurred is that when a negative event happens, especially when a death is very sudden, sudden or in a very disgusting way, the soul or spirit of the human does not always cross over. And in this case, the soul decided to go into the doll since that was a safe place for the soul to go. However, there were some incidences with males and men in general, which this ghost has not really recovered from. So the best case scenario would be for an expert to help this ghost pass into the white light. What is the best advice for anyone who comes across a haunted doll and does not want to be affected by it? Well, the simple advice, just to give people an idea if they did come across a haunted doll, is let's say someone's shopping, they go to a thrift store and get they get a haunted doll. The first thing is to make sure that the doll is removed from basically the relax relaxation spaces, we could call it. And so the best possible thing would be to contact an expert in haunted dolls, since there are some, and tell them about the haunted doll. But the worst thing a person could do is actually try to damage the doll, destroy it, or just throw it away since that will anger and sometimes cause very horrible situations. And usually with haunted dolls, the thing is, is that the energy around them does affect them. So if you have a very positive energy around the doll, then that gives you basically a chance to make sure you get the doll to the right hands. And also just for everyone, obviously, the people who do get haunted dolls is to not try to perform any type of exorcism, removing the spirit into or anything like that, since the doll does need people who are already trained in doing different techniques like that. Annabelle, Robert and other dolls are in display cases in museums. Is this because the people involved understand what these haunted objects are? Yes and no. So there are some museums where the dolls are in the best circumstances. But in the case of Annabelle, Robert and some other museums, the people who actually curate the museums do understand the haunted properties of the doll and their other haunted objects. 
So in these cases, it is safe and they do make sure they take the right precautions. So some collectors are trying to do the right thing where they know the risks of collecting these dolls and having the dolls in their presence. Besides dolls, are there other objects that ghosts or other entities like to inhabit? So the one calling for dolls is that they often look very human-like. So that's one reason they are drawn to them. Because, But there are other haunted objects that do occur, but not as often. What can we learn from haunted dolls possessed by spirits or entities? One, just to have respect. So the thing is, is that some people bring things into their homes and they don't respect the spirit world or respect what they could have possibly be opening a door to. So this goes to any object is to make sure you know what you're actually bringing into your home before you actually bring it. And this is for some people who actually do know that all is haunted before they bring it directly into their home. So this is a warning too for things like Ouija boards or some may call them spirit boards or different negative rituals or negative games is that people need to be aware of what they're bringing into their homes. And also that if you basically do find a haunted object to just make sure that you do take the proper precautions and do not panic. Since a lot of the situations that are bad occur because people panic and really do fear what's going on. Okay, that was the final answer to the last question. I have to ask this question. Is the assumption that if you treat a haunted doll with respect, it will not cause you any trouble? Too good to be true. That depends on what you are prepared to believe. I don't know if anything else today was too good to be true. It seems that the fear of the unknown piques people's interest. But if you fear or disrespect haunted objects, including dolls, it makes matters worse by feeding ne negativity. After learning more about the subject, I'm no longer so creeped out, but let's just recap about the dolls we discussed. According to the Psychic Insight, Annabelle is an inhuman demonic spirit. Robert is a not very positive entity of spirit. The spirit in Mandy is a trickster. Harold's spirit was a result of someone experimenting with the spiritual world. Pupa is inhabited by a ghost. And Leastier's doll is a very, very, very unhappy ghost. Annabelle, Robert, and Mandy are now in different museums with curators that apparently understand them. Harold and Leastier's dolls are with their owners, while Pupa is in a glass cabinet at an unknown location. Pupa and Leastier's dolls are the two discussed that are haunted by ghosts. I think we've learned that if you get a haunted doll in your possession, then you really don't know what you're in for. We didn't find an example where the ghost or spirit was there to spread, spread sweetness and light. Would you go to an internet auction site and bid for a haunted doll? Well, I think first I would probably use the money on something else. And second, if I was given 1500 to take one away, I would probably refuse. I don't know how people can pay so much money for something that's negative and then bring it into their home. I've never watched an Annabelle or Chucky movie. I really don't like the subject of haunted dolls, although I said it didn't creep me out so much. One thing I'm wondering, why all these creepy and unexplained subjects seem to to end up in British tabloid newspapers. I quote these because I'm f not because I'm familiar with them, but because th this is where these types of stories seem to appear at the same time in several publications. Yes, Lee Sears Doll was on British television and newspaper television. I guess that we have learned that a possible link between the physical and spiritual worlds is something that fascinates people. 
I think that haunted or possessed dolls are better left alone. So instead of buying things that would be unhelpful, tune into the XZBN.net and listen to programming that might be a little bit more helpful and entertaining and more positive. If you believe in the spiritual world or not, there's always different fascinating subjects being discussed. I think we'll finish up by you talking about the Facebook page and uh, ideas for shows are very much appreciated, even if the subjects uh, may start off as being creepy. We're always looking for new ideas and we love suggestions too. What about a show about the world's most haunted places? I think the subject of hauntings will be left alone for a while. Perhaps a show on why we were, why we have dreams and, in, and why we might, what they might mean would be interesting. Then we would get into nightmares and what those mean too. <laughs> but before we start getting creepy again, why don't we talk about the Facebook page? So you can go to Facebook. You can type in too good to be true with the first two spelled T-W-O. And you can like our Facebook page, you can follow us, and you, you can interact with us. So we post the links to each show on there. So you can go, you can listen to all the different shows, and you also can suggest subjects. So if someone does want to hear about different creepy subjects, maybe some other haunted objects, maybe even some weird paranormal games, or even the haunted locations, we would love to hear from the audience. Yes, um, and if you've got any thoughts about... Um, subjects are associated with ancient civilizations that would be wonderful too <laughs> and we would also love to hear if anyone's ever had an experience with a haunted doll so has anyone bought one has anyone had an experience i mean that would be really interesting to interact about that and to see if anyone's had a positive haunted doll so maybe your haunted doll did something positive maybe it brought you flowers did something light instead of creeping everyone out Yes, and uh, in, just in case there's somebody who actually enjoyed the subject matter of haunted dolls, uh, that would be interesting to hear. If somebody thought that that was a neat subject and uh, um, it was great to hear, that would be nice feedback to have. Or on the other hand, it was too creepy and we shouldn't be so creepy. That would also be great input. Well, please go like our Facebook page, comment, interact with us, and any comments you have on today's show. And of course, we want to thank all the listeners for listening to our show, and we look forward to recording another show for you next week. 